It's the Nachum Siegel Network, and you're listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Show, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM. And I thank you all for tuning in and being part of this great radio broadcast. Thanks for sticking with us all day for fantastic programming at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Uh, the OU Jewish Reaction Program comes to you between 9 and 10 o'clock Eastern Time on uh, Tuesdays. I, I want to remind you before we get to our, our first guest that uh, She's Got Talent. She's Got Talent is an all-women's talent competition created to give Jewish girls and women of all ages a platform to showcase any of their unique talents and abilities in a comfortable all-female forum according to Jewish standards. The experience aims to empower girls and women of all ages while promoting confidence and a healthy self-esteem. The show takes place February the 28th at the Yeshiva Flatbush High School, 1609 Avenue J in Brooklyn, New York. There are 30 performers competing from all different age groups in the New York, New Jersey area, as well as from California, Florida, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and even Israel. The dance troops from Yeshiva Flatbush High School, Mag and David High School, and SAR will be performing, as well as several guest stars as well. The audience will help the judges determine the winners by voting live at the show for their favorite contestants. Tickets are available online, she'sgottalent.org. She's Got Talent.org. The finale show will serve as a fundraising event for New York NCSY through sponsorships and ticket sales. We welcome you to the OU Jewish Reaction Program and Scott Shulman, Program Director of OU Israel Free Spirit, which is part of Birthright, is with us via telephone. Birthright is an amazing and incredible organization. The OU Trip Organizer Program is called OU Israel Free Spirit. He is the Program Director and uh, he is one very excited person when it comes to Birthright Israel. Scott Shulman, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much, Nahum. It is a uh, big, big pleasure to be here this morning. I greatly appreciate that. Why is there so much excitement that you get to work with Birthright Israel? Uh, you know, I think among other things, it's just the opportunity for people to be part of a program where it really kind of just gives them that um, that chance. You know, we're always looking for that opportunity to find something where we can just, like, have an aha moment, that light bulb goes off, that epiphany. And Birthright is one of the things that, on such a large, large scale, considering that they're sending now, Birthright Israel sends somewhere, I think, in the mid-40,000s uh, of year from people all, all across the world. And this is an opportunity for people to really get, um, get to see Israel, get to see what it's about, and to do it in a very, very... Um, authentic, genuine sort of way. And, um, you know, that's an incredible thing to be a part of. Is it possible that it's, in fact, in the 40,000 per year? It's. I think it's like around even 45,000 per year. As a matter of fact, since you're, you're asking on it, just last year, um, Birthright Israel was celebrating sending over 500,000 people who have participated through their program. So now it's probably over 550,000, I would say. And lately they've been up. I mean, they're looking to push it to as high as over 50,000 a year. So it's an incredible thing to be a part of, and I think they're getting getting participants from I think it's somewhere like 59 countries, maybe a little over 60. It's uh, it's really really a fantastic thing. How long have, how long have you been program director at Israel Free Spirit? Uh, we're right at around the six and a half year mark. Oh, very it's nice. It's been a fun, wild, wacky ride with lots of different things going on, and thank God, you know, never never a dull day. Uh, Scott Schulman's with us, program director, talking about OU Israel Free Spirit. How, how did these organizations end up being part of the Birthright umbrella? I mean, was this an idea that Birthright had no choice but to, in, in order to expand and to facilitate the numbers, they had to reach out to other organizations? Uh, I mean, how, how did it work that it ended up that places like the OU ended up being associated like this with Birthright? <laughs> 
you uh, you ask a wonderful question, a, a question so wonderful and a great. I actually not, I couldn't really even give you the full answer per se because I uh, Birthright is now celebrating. I guess you could call it the Sweet Sixteen year. They they were launching in 1999. Back to note, maybe even 17 years. What am I saying? It's uh, it's certainly like past the 16 year mark. And from the little bit that I know, as the uh, as the initiative was underway and it was very very exciting, there was a lot of buzz. This concept of bringing people, you know, from all over the world on this 10 day free trip to, uh, to Israel. I believe one of the things Birthright was looking to do was trying to uh, collaborate and involve as many uh, partner-type institutions as possible who could be part of this, who could help bring in those people because there's, you know, the world to get at that point because Birthright was just getting started. And as far as I know, um, they had reached out to Rabbi Dave Felsenthal, my, uh, the, the fearless leader of the, the OU Next Gen team um, within, the, within the Orthodox Union and having a lot of connections at that point, very much involved with the NCSY world. And based on all the, uh, the alumni that uh, the OU is turning out every single year, many of them who would be eligible to potentially go on this brand-new Birthright Israel program, um, we, were, we, we were contacted to be beta testers right. um, as it was beginning. So, yeah. And it sort of just everything took off from there. Yeah, I understand. In other words, I mean, the, the, if you want to reach out to a certain group, and obviously the OU through its youth programs has such an array of people that you can reach out to to offer these trips to Israel, uh, I guess it's obvious that uh, you know Birthright went ahead. I mean, I, I assume you don't have to name any others, but I assume there are other organizations that do this type of work with them, right? Yeah, of course. And I, I mean, I, I mean, if you're if you're if you're curious to know more names, I don't mind. You know, I don't mind sharing the uh, sharing stage with others. Thank God, a lot of people are doing wonderful work and trying to uh, you know, to bring this program. And you know, the idea is that we're sort of all, even though we kind of sort of compete with each other to uh, get the same. The same any given uh, participant. The idea is that we're all part of a, a larger birthright Israel family. Yeah, um, within thing. So it's and then collectively, it's a really really fantastic thing that happens every single year as far as how many people are brought and the experiences that they're getting and the the all the different types of efforts in terms of follow up and follow through for the uh, these participants to hopefully give them a real meaningful you know Jewish connection, Jewish impact. You know what's interesting is that um, <laughs> who who better than your organization? knows the impact of a trip to Israel for a young person. And I say it like that because between your summer programs and so many other things, you've seen young people go to Israel and really have had you know, their lives changed for the better. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that, that the, the birthright Israel concept is amazing, and the numbers they've reached is incredible. But the OU has had a, a certain inkling of all this from the beginning, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. You, uh, you're, as a matter of fact, funny you bring it up i've sort of i haven't you know i don't really have a chance to bring it up you know all you know left right and center but i, I certainly something i try to uh keep in mind given you know given everything that goes on in a given day that i could not have asked for a better opportunity besides just having a chance to be connected to birthright israel as far as how big that reach is arguably one of the biggest things who have come to the jewish world of the 21st century i mean it, considering how many people it's reached so quickly but to do that within you know, coming from the core of the Orthodox Union, what their mission has been, and what, of course, the OU has been doing for the Jewish people, and particularly for for the Jewish youth. I, you know, I couldn't really have asked for a better one-two as far as being connected to these two uh, institutions, these two programs. And uh, you know, this really is what to have you know to be thankful for and have a uh, karata tov. What do the people out there need to know? Those who are uh, you know wondering if they're eligible, if their kids are eligible for these trips, and if they. I don't know, prefer using the OU or, or, you know, if you could tell us if there's an advantage to doing so. What do people need to know in terms of the nuts and bolts of this whole thing? 
Great, great question. As a matter of fact, the timing actually is also very perfect for that because as of this uh, Tuesday morning, we are just past the two-week mark of registration having opened for spring and summer 2016 trips, and that's really going through all, all throughout May, June, July, August, even going after that. But those are really the main months uh, coinciding with the uh, summer breaks and so from uh, from colleges and whatnot. And uh, actually, it really is as simple as you just go to, you know, anyone, obviously, hope, hope, you know, any, hopefully any listener on this uh, program is very excited to send someone with uh, the OU Israel Free Spirit program. And all they need to do is go to www.israelfreespirit.com. And as they go to that page, there is, you know, probably three or four different places to click to, you know, go ahead and start your application now. And that application process takes all of maybe 10, 15 minutes. But as you are also going there, we have a ton of other information as far as eligibility, you know, an easy how-to guide as far as, um, you know, how, what, what the application process entails for people who are asking in terms of, you know, what kind of trips do we have and when are those trips? We have all of that being discussed. We have a section where we, we're basically giving over the tentative dates. You know, that are going to be all throughout May, June, July, and August. As a matter of fact, for those who are looking for, you know, special types of flavors, we have things ranging from, you know, trips being catered to NCSY alumni and the modern Orthodox population to the single gender Orthodox population, a bunch of different campuses that are affiliated, a bunch of different niche trips. Actually, I had the uh, pleasure and privilege of, of, of talking, be doing a segment with, uh, with Miriam Wallach, sort of just um, talking about specifically the, uh, the niche programs that we run. It's been a really, really amazing uh, aspect of what part of what makes the OU unique as far as what we offer besides just a standard amazing program, which in and of itself, you know, has incredible stuff um, that makes us unique with that. But we have everything ranging from, you know, a, a trip to talking about spirituality and mindfulness called Soul Trek. We have a trip called, uh, you know, arts entertainment for all the artists, entertainers out there. We have music-based trip where we have had a business and leader like business entrepreneurial type trip. I mean, you name it, we've either done it, tried doing it, looking to do it, and uh, the hope is just to keep going. <laughs> um, have you been Have you been um, approached by uh, young people who just missed eligibility? Is that a big problem or not nearly as big as I would think? Uh, you know, it is I, – I imagine it was an even bigger problem as Bertha was just getting started for all those who just didn't even have the chance. You know, it's like they just missed the cutoff by a year or so, so to speak, as Bertha was getting started. It's not as big of a problem now, thankfully, because the the, the brand name of Bertha Israel has become so strong, and a lot of people, you know, unless they're hiding under a rock, usually they have a chance to hear about it. Unfortunately, with the way the world works, so many people who are not necessarily – Connected in any kind of a meaningful way to the to a Jew, to to a or the Jewish community wherever they're coming from, they may not actually have heard about it. So you still do have some of those instances or people who have been in some kind of a a, um, a master's or a graduate program, and so they literally had absolutely no time, and they suddenly have it like look into it and like, oh my gosh, I just turned because the standard age of eligibility is anywhere from 18 to 26. So for those people who are like just aging out, they just suddenly realize, oh my god, you know, just based on what their schedule was. So. You do have some of that um, that takes place, and that is very, very unfortunate. Not to mention, of course, for those amazing, wonderful uh, Jewish mothers and Jewish fathers out there who really wish they would have had a chance that they had this when they were a bit younger, and we wish we could send them on a program as well. You know, the reach those who are the next generation, and uh, that's why the, the age is designed to really be focusing on those uh, people who are just entering college post-high school 
and also those who are entering into the young professional world. But, Scott you know, Shulman, Scott, like Scott Shulman, OU Israel Free Spirit. It's IsraelFreeSpirit.com, operating, of course, with Birthright Israel, the umbrella of the organization. They're the source of the free trip to Israel. Um, do pa- do parents, uh, especially in light of some of the uh, news that uh, you know we've heard over the last few months, uh, do parents hesitate? Do they play a role? Are these kids, these youngsters, these young people old enough essentially you know, to decide on their own and not cave into other pressures about not going to Israel? Yeah, no, that, that is also a great question, and it's certainly something that comes up here and there, especially given the, uh, the waves of uh, some activity that's going on in Israel. And actually, to address that, we even have the very, very top of our webpage, like in the top right, we have a safe, safety and security page that really kind of goes over all the different nuances as far as how the security goes. And one of the, I think, one of the most amazing highlights within Birthright is, you know, with the 550,000 now, probably plus people who have participated um, on this program, there's never really been a security-related incident that has ever happened. Thank God. Um, and really, that is, that's, yeah, thank God every single day. That really is a tribute to Birthright Israel and just the way they've developed their security protocol. And they never, ever take any type of risk possible. They're usually at least one or two steps ahead. Or I'd say whatever the you know the immediate headlines are, and you know, we the idea is not to ever take any chances. You know, just that's that's how you have to go about it, especially for you know um, a program so big and so large, and so many different groups happening at any given time. And uh, but yeah, there really is just constant things going on where, and there can be last second cha- last second changes that are made to an itinerary, just given that something something suddenly flares up, whatever it might be. So it certainly is something that does come up. You know. Parents are asking about it here and there as well as participants themselves. But, um, you know, Birthright Israel, they have, you know, tested time and again in terms of making sure they are making security the number one, safety and security the number one priority. So it thankfully is always something that is that is very, very much accounted for and that we're always ready to uh, let people know what those accommodations are as, as, as those questions come up. Yeah, I'm sure that the security is a top priority. The problem is always convincing people <laughs> that that Israel is not a is not a certain way that if they go there they're not going to be uh, you know inundated with episodes and incidents and you know you know how the media is it's uh, it plays tricks on the mind so no and indeed it does and thankfully the the, the one the most powerful antidote to the media is actually the friends and family or just those the, the, the direct referrals because for all those people who are just coming back from a trip birthright essentially even has pretty much some type of program birthright Israel has probably some type of trip program going on I would say almost like the entire year I mean the, the main times are really for the winter winter months and for the summer spring summer months when people will be on break but you got all those um, thousands of people who are coming back after every single trip and they're basically telling all their friends and family I went I was there I you know I didn't feel any kind of a threat to me whatsoever and that, you know that's um, you know live that live testimony thank God it really I would say more than ways out um, the media that people know to I mean for better or worse people are always very very suspicious about you know in, in other contexts anyway so it, you know, I guess you could say it washes out more, um, but no, security, safety security is definitely a factor, but the fact that people are always going and they're coming back and they're posting on social media pictures and footage in terms of what the, what it is, what it is to see Israel, and, you know, it really kind of just spits in the face of all what, whatever people may hear about uh, Israel and all the different parts about it. You know, uh, images are worth a thousand words, and certainly, you know, video footage, I guess, maybe a 10,000 words, 30 seconds <laughs> of video footage, so... Uh, you know, we have, we have strong antidotes um, to some of those suspicions and, uh, you know, concerns people have. I never considered that the video would be worth even more. Scott Shulman, he's program director, OU Israel Free Spirit. Go to IsraelFreeSpirit.com. They, of course, 
are part of the umbrella of Birthright Israel doing amazing work. Scott, thanks. We look forward this hour to meeting some more people with Birthright. Thanks so much for joining us and continued success. And thank you. Continued success to you and everyone at NSN. I appreciate that very much. Scott Schulman, you're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, with us uh, via telephone is um, Shmuley Zima. <clears throat> Shmuley Zima is a madrich with uh, the OU's Israel Free Spirit. As we said, you can go to israelfreespirit.com and can give us a perspective on leading these groups, these incredible birthright Israel groups. In this case, uh, the birthright umbrella, utilizing the OU Israel Free Spirit program uh, to send young people to Israel. Shmuley Zima, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you from? From Muncie, New York. There you go. Good old Muncie. How many times have you done this that you've been in Madrid with uh, with Birthright? With Birthright, I've staffed two trips. And the uh, specialty trips, regular trips, just uh, what the OU normally offers, how would you describe them? You know, there's a whole bunch of trips that they offer. Um, I've done some, I guess you can call more conventional trips. This past one was very unique. It was called Soul Trek. And Soul Trek is? Soul Trek is a trip with a greater emphasis on perhaps spirituality or having those who are already spiritual but do not necessarily understand the, the lens in which they view their spirituality. And that would take them to places like? So instead of starting with the conventional means of Jerusalem and staying close or in the outlying areas, we spend lots of time in the Golan Heights. We spend lots of time in Svat and other places where they can focus on meditation, yoga, and other spiritual aspects that they are already in tune with. So they all come in already with a, a desire to do these types of activities, obviously. That is correct. And many of them came in doing meditation every day. Uh, many of them came in already explaining and believing of a higher power, guiding their every action and the power of the universe, they just do not know how to direct these thoughts. It must be a very relaxing trip. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> you know, I guess as, far, as great an oxymoron as that is, although it is relaxing doing meditation every morning and falling asleep doing the meditation every morning, uh, there really is no sleep on birthright, so... It's kind of uh, this dichotomy, if you will. Yeah, I think it is much. Shmuley Zima is with us, leads Birthright with the uh, OU Israel Free Spirit Program. Um, if someone could explain Svat, uh, and many of us have been there, and many of us, you know, like you started by saying, hey, it's a highly spiritual trip. you got to go up there. You know, there's a, I guess there's a limit to the spirituality in Jerusalem. <laughs> Um, how how would you describe it? What What is it about the atmosphere up there or the people that they meet or the places that they go, which you know, lends it to be part of this, uh, you know, higher spiritual mission. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing you, you ask that because every single aspect of the trip and what made this group so special is that they were able to take perhaps a mundane situation or a normal place and find a way to imbue it with the greatest of spiritual needs. For example, Tzvat. So we walk through the streets of Tzvat, and, of course, most have never seen anything like it. And then some of them will go to the mikvah, and most have never even gone to a mikvah in their lives. <laughs> but for the men that went in, they left completely changed, if you will, not really knowing how to react, per se, from such a spiritual experience. 
And then you'll go to Avram Leventhal, this incredible mystic in Sfat, and he'll teach you about the meaning and depth of your Hebrew name. And many of them do not even realize they had Hebrew names to begin with. So just these experiences of recognizing that deep within them, they have these strong roots, is enough to really change and expose one's life to the most beautiful and awe-inspiring of things. Have you seen radical change in some of the members where you found out that a couple of weeks later, I don't know, they've changed their life completely? You know, I've actually had the privilege of remaining in touch with all 37 of them, either through phone call, Skype, Facebook messaging, and many, if not all of them, have undertaken some type of change in their lives since this trip. And I assume they come from all over the United States, right? <laughs> you name it, they probably are from there. And it's funny, you know, I was mentioning this when Scott was on. It, 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 I would think that some people, especially from you know certain types of backgrounds, even when offered a free trip, would either hesitate or wonder, you know, what, what the media says about Israel and whether it's all true and you know whether it's dangerous, not dangerous. And and yet you go and you end up leading a group from you know with with people from obscure areas of the U.S. Very true. It's very true. I'm not going to lie and say some were not a little reticent or scared when getting on the bus, but we were so comfortable in our group, and you can call even family dynamic, that the fear surrounding us at all times really was not much of a fear at all. They felt so comfortable and at ease. Shmuley Zima is with us, leader of one of the uh, Israel Free Spirit uh, OU programs through Birthright Israel. Any more in your future? Is this something you're going to be doing again? You know, it was something that I learned so much from. They say that, I guess, uh, I guess uh, the, the teacher, no matter how great the teacher is, the teacher, you can tell he's a good teacher if he or she learns more from his or her students. Right. I've learned so much being on this trip from my peers, from my colleagues. I would be really, really honored if I had the opportunity to lead another trip sometime in the future. Interesting. Um, talking about birthright Israel, Israel's uh, IsraelFreeSpirit.com. If you want to go through the OU program, um, it's interesting that you say you know in terms of what you learn from the participants that you and yes. and I know that it's not always easy to put your finger on this, but but is it is it simply the I, I assume I'm making this assumption about your own past is is it simply that because they were so far um you know from Israel and I don't mean you know geographically from Israel from its spirituality from the tradition heritage of our people that it simply gives you a better appreciation and more ability to learn about your own self because of that oh absolutely absolutely and not just that it was the fact that everyone on this trip was so in touch with their emotions with their reality they were perhaps the most authentic group of human beings I've ever met. Um, we had, there's a rabbi, a guest rabbi who works for Birthright, and he travels to different groups every Shabbat to see the cohesion and functionality of the groups. And he told me after our first Shabbat, which was day two of the trip, he, in his 16 years of working for Birthright, he has never seen a group work so well together, huh. such love, such care and quality. For each and every participant. And I think this was because every last one of them was, you can call them healers, if you will. You can call them, you can call them caregivers, if you will. But every last one of them had this emotionality of maturity that really helped bring the entire group into a certain dynamic that's really, really unexplainable. 
It is unbelievable, and it's it, it, the, the whole success of the program. I shouldn't say is unbelievable, but I, I again am amazed at the numbers and and how many people just uh, you know gravitate toward it. How one trip can change a lifetime, and it's funny that the founders of the program felt that one trip can change a lifetime and ended up being 100% accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shmuel Zima, he is uh, one of the Madrichim. Go to IsraelFreeSpirit.com, IsraelFreeSpirit.com for information. I greatly appreciate your time. Congratulations on the work you've done so far. And uh, as you just mentioned earlier, I, I as well hope that you get an opportunity to lead one of these groups again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the time. Shmoli Zima with us. It's the uh, OU Jewish Reaction Program. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. So we've spent some time on this uh, OU Jewish Reaction Program talking about the birthright and Israel Free Spirit, IsraelFreeSpirit.com. I again want to thank Scott Shulman, birthright uh, program director, or I should say OU Israel Free Spirit program director. I want to thank uh, Shmoli Zima who joined us. And now we get the perspective of a uh, madricha, somebody who led um, birthright uh, OU Israel Free Spirit trips to Israel. Liat Lemberger is with us. Liat Lemberger is an executive in the music industry and has a uh, has a just like our other guests a special love for what Birthright does in bringing people who've never been to Israel to Israel for the first time. Liat Lemberger, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Where are you from? I am from Long Beach, New York. There you go. All right, Long Beach, New York. And uh, how, yeah. many, how many times have you done this? Have you led a group uh, through the OU Israel Free Spirit program to Israel? I have been blessed to run two groups through Israel Free Spirit. Similar or different themes, different niches? What were they? They were actually different. The first trip I led was a music-specific group, which is for people who work in the music industry, want to work in the music industry, are musicians, have just a passion for music. And the, sep- the second trip I led, I led was actually a college campus trip. So it was college-age kids from all across the East Coast just getting to experience Israel together. And that means, I mean, literally just kids who happen to be in college, really no, nothing else, uh, you know, uniting them in terms of, uh, you know, special interests, et cetera? No, nothing aside from wanting to see Israel, having some kind of connection to being Jewish and being in college. Is there added pressure to come up with programming on the first group? <laughs> it would seem that almost anything might go with the second group. After all, you're showing college students Israel and the things you love about it. But when it comes to specialty trips, it sounds like... Uh, those can be much more difficult to program. You know, it's actually the exact opposite. Everybody has such a shared common love and a shared common interest. So it's so easy to program because there's just one basic bond. And because I, like, grew up in choirs and I work in the music industry, it was it was great. We got to have a talent show. We sang at, a, at an old age home. We sang on every bus ride. We met Lipa. It was you know, it was almost easier to program because we knew inherently that there was one thing that everyone appreciated. All right. So geographically, uh, you know, earlier we spoke about spirituality leads us to spot. That was not a uh, a surprise. Where are we led? Where are we led musically, or is it anywhere in the country that you can go ahead and put together music segments? We did it everywhere in the country. We in spot we had a musician come and play the flute, and one of the kids on the bus played the saxophone. 
check out his sax, started playing with the guy from Spot, even though one of them spoke Hebrew, no English, and the participants spoke English, no Hebrew. And they were able to play together. It's amazing. We spent Shabbat in Jerusalem, and Lipa Schmelzer taught our whole bus a song, and they had never heard of him before, and they got to sing with him, and then, you know, it was, it was great. I, <laughs> I rapped, which was really funny, and it was just yeah, you really can take music anywhere in Israel and feel that kind of strength and inherent spirituality. I guess uh, once they learned who he was, they saw how many viral videos he has, huh? <laughs> I think they all want it to be his viral video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no question about that. Um, do you, I mean, how much of a of an opportunity do you get? You know, visitors to Israel, especially for the first time, have certain fascinations. Obviously, to the holy sites, spiritual sites, maybe meetings with Israeli soldiers, um, etc. Even with all the concentration on music and the specific theme, I would assume you get to do all the other things, right? Yeah, we really, on the truth, the truth is that Israel Free Spirit is just an amazing trip provider. They really go out of their way to think about what is going to enhance this trip for every person who's on it. And they make sure that you have Israeli soldiers who, on our music trip, are all musically talented. On the college-age trip, we're all you know, around the same age as the participants. And they really go out of their way to think about programming and who's going to be on the trip and how they can make this experience the once-in-a-lifetime experience that is unforgettable. It is pretty amazing that they're able to do that. Liat Lemberger is with us. Uh, she's part of the music industry, an executive in the music industry, and has led a couple of uh, trips to um, to Israel on behalf of uh, OU Israel Free Spirit. Go to israelfreespirit.com, israelfreespirit.com. Is this something you're going to be doing again? My hope to, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. And do you do you work with other uh, are, are there other madrichim madrichot on these trips? What kind of staff is needed to put together to, to take? I don't know. Is it a bus load or two bus loads of uh, of people around Israel? Well, on the first trip, it was me and one other really fantastic madrich, and then of course we have our Israeli tour guide who designs the schedule. It's so knowledgeable and really just leads the group and keeps us together. And then on my second trip, we were lucky to have an additional person as well, which was a second Israeli staff member, and he handles all the logistics, and he was super fun and just super with it. So generally three to four staff members, and we get to feel like we're part of the trip as well. It, it doesn't feel like there's a divide between us as staff. It feels like we're experiencing Israel through the eyes of each participant. And the tour guides um, are able to brush up on their, on this specialty, whether it's a music in your case or whatever it might be in someone else's case? Yeah, I mean, I think they specifically chose tour guides based on that. Our yeah. tour guide for the music trip loved singing and had a beautiful voice. I guess that's the minimum requirement, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but she, she taught us songs and everything. Um. You know, I don't know if this is a fair question or not, but because of your connections in the music industry, do people, you know, on on the trip try to take advantage of your connection and, uh, you know, and, and show you what they have to offer? Uh, <laughs> I think that they more took advantage of the opportunity to learn more. Instead of trying to let they get signed to a label, they were more interested in what does it mean to work for a label? How does the music industry work on the inside? It was really, I think they saw it as like this great opportunity to get this insider knowledge, you know? <laughs> and are labels and companies much different now than they were five, ten years ago, the way music is distributed these days? I think that in a lot of ways there's a difference just because 
music evolves and the distribution methods evolve. But the truth is that the core function of a label stays the same, and that's bringing music to the masses. How do we get a really talented artist to be heard by every person? Right. Liat Lemberger is with us, marketing director and executive in the music industry. Information about all of this is IsraelFreeSpirit.com, IsraelFreeSpirit.com. Are you amazed? We asked this of one of our guests earlier. Are you amazed that um, some of these young people who really have no association with Israel outside of what they may read in the headlines, actually they and their parents in some cases you know, decide that they should go, that they would enjoy it? Uh, do you see a lot of hesitation in the first couple of days or not? You know, I never see hesitation, and that's what amazes me. Because going on a free trip to Israel, of course, why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. But it's the confidence in their decision that amazes me, because no one doubts it. And it's just, you know, it's great. We we have participants who have no idea what the OU is. They think that it's just like a birthright provider. They don't know anything else the OU does, and they come on the trip, and they experience Israel, and they experience Israel Free Spirit, and they walk away being like, wow, that was so cool. Yeah, that OU thing. Because <laughs> to them, it's just this this birthright trip that gets to be more than they ever expected. And they never, even though they're ready to go to Israel, and they're brave, and they're excited, they never realize just how profound the trip is going to be until they're on it and the trip is over. Pretty amazing. Liat, Lem- yeah. Liat Lemberger, uh, IsraelFreeSpirit.com, one of the Madrichot, somebody who's had the opportunity to lead one of the niche trips and the college-age trip. I thank you so much for your time. Sounds like it's an amazing experience and that many others out there would probably enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate you joining us. Liat Lemberger here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I want to remind all of our listeners that uh, the OU has an event coming up. It's entitled She's Got Talent. It's an all-women's talent competition created to give Jewish girls and women of all ages a platform to showcase any of their unique talents and abilities in a comfortable all-female forum according to Jewish standards. The experience aims to empower girls and women of all ages while promoting confidence and a healthy self-esteem. The show takes place February 28th at Yeshiva Flatbush High School, 1609 Avenue J in Brooklyn. There'll be 30 performers competing from all different age groups in the New York, New Jersey area, as well as from California, Florida, Philly, Pittsburgh, and even Israel. The dance troops from Yeshiva Flatbush High School, Mag and David High School, and SAR will be performing as well as several guest stars. The audience will help the judges determine the winners by voting live at the show for their favorite contestants. Tickets for the show are available online, she's got talent.org. Again, that's she's got talent.org. The finale show serves as a fundraising event for New York NCSY through sponsorships and ticket sales. Uh, again, information, go to she's got talent.org, she's got talent.org. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.
I thank you for listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Show. My name is Nachum Siegel. Check us out on social media on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net, Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network. OU Jewish Reaction Show, a presentation of the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>